What is going on, everyone? Welcome into the Hangout in the Holy Land, the flagship podcast for the Land Grant Holy Land Network of Podcasts and LandGrantHolyLand.com. My name is Colton Denning, and I am your host, and I'm coming to you on Wednesday, November 6, 2019. Hopefully, you're hearing this episode later on in the night. If not, I hope you're enjoying your Thursday or Friday or whenever you're listening to this podcast. But it's been a while since we talked. I haven't done a show here in about a week and a half. We really enjoyed Ohio State's bye week and kind of getting a little bit of a break. But now we're back at it with another episode of the show. Of course, today's episode is going to be focused on Ohio State's game with Maryland this Saturday. Uh, Before we talk about that, a couple housekeeping things. Make sure to follow along with the show on Apple Podcasts, subscribe on Spotify, follow everywhere you get your podcast and interact with us there. Follow us on Twitter at Holy Land Pod. That's where you can send questions and comments to me, especially for that post-game show that we'll do on Saturday. Send all that feedback there. And I am also on Twitter at Dubsco. A couple more things, actually, before we start the show and talk about Maryland and dive into this game. Although, like this isn't going to be a 30-minute podcast today. Wait, there's no way that I can spend that much time talking about this Maryland team against uh, this Ohio State team because this one's going to get ugly, 42.5-point spread. But there's a couple of interesting things for us to talk about for this game. But before that, um, I want to get to last night. There was the big news which everyone's talking about. The college football playoff rankings came out and Ohio State is ranked number one. Just a bit of a disclaimer. If you are listening to this show ready to hear takes about the college football playoff, where Ohio State is at, and everything involved with the rankings, you're not going to get it. I didn't watch a second of the show, and quite honestly, I do not care about the college football playoff rankings at all. All They mean absolutely nothing in early November, and we're not going to talk about them here on the show next week, the week after that, the week after that, or the week after that. None of them matter until that post-Big Ten championship, uh, whatever conference championship, playoff rankings come out. I put absolutely no stock into any of it. I know it's a, a talking point for fans to kind of see what the playoff committee thinks of all these teams, but selfishly, like I just do not care at all. If Ohio State keeps winning, they take care of business. Everything will, will fall into place. And, and quite honestly, guys, it doesn't matter whether they're number one, two, three, or four. If you make it into that playoff, you're going to have to beat two really good teams to win the national championship. And I, I don't really think for a, a fan base as big as Ohio State's and a school as big as Ohio State's, it really matters where they play, whether it's in, I think it's in the Sugar Bowl or in Arizona. So I I don't think that that's an issue no matter what, but I I just, I don't care. So we're not going to talk about it on the show. If you want college football playoff talk, there is a lot of other uh, Ohio State podcasts that I'm sure will fill your need, but we're not going to talk about that until those last playoff rankings come out. Another thing we're not going to talk about on today's show is Ohio State basketball. They have their first game of the season tonight coming to the season ranked 18th in the country, and they're playing Cincinnati at home. By the time you're listening to this, it, the, the game will probably already be 
over, so it'll be dated anyway, but I am so locked in on this football team right now and keeping up with everything that it's going to be a little bit before I really start to dive in to the basketball team and we start talking about that. I don't like to really cross these two uh, subjects talking about the football team and the basketball team on one episode so it's going to be a little closer to the end of the season where we start diving into the basketball team here on the show but I'm definitely excited for this year's team they look like they're going to be uh, very I think very talented Caleb Wesson coming back a lot of other nice pieces coming back so we'll get to that later on down the road that's where I'm, I'm really missing Patrick on the show because I could just watch only some of the games and just keep up with the box score for the others and Patrick could talk about the team and I could just be like oh yeah yeah definitely sure I I think you're right so Patrick I am missing you completely man when it comes to the basketball talk but I'm excited for them and we will talk more about them uh, as the season rolls along all right with, with that out of the way we can finally get into today's episode and talk about what this game against Maryland on Saturday is going to entail. And, and there's really no good way, I think, to, to start breaking this game down and, and delving into what might happen. Because like I said, it's a 42 and a half point spread. Ohio State is at home. Maryland has, for the most part, after starting 2-0 and and, and looking like world beaters against Syracuse, have they've just looked like an absolute train wreck, especially against the really good teams on their schedule. They lost to Penn State 59 to nothing at home. They lost to Minnesota 52 to 10, and they lost to Michigan 38 to 7. So I, I think we can rule out effectively. Like I, I don't want to jinx anything, but I feel like we can rule out this being an upset or a really close contest. Where this is a lot different from last year's game. If we see uh, some of the things we saw against Maryland last year, then Ohio State won't have to worry about the playoff rankings at all. But I don't think we got to worry about that. But there, there isn't a lot that this Maryland team can do on either side of the ball that I think worries me and makes me concerned. Like, oh, if if this happens, they might be able to keep this a game into like the, the five minute mark of the first quarter. So what do we even look for in a game like this? Because I, I don't think we expected Maryland to be this bad. I mean, this was one of the games preseason where if you looked at it, you thought, okay, Mike's, Mike Loxley, first year as head coach. They played Ohio State pretty tough last year. They've got some good skill position talent. They, they've got a quarterback in Josh Jackson who's coming from Virginia Tech, has been through some battles, knows how to play. At the very least, they should be able to score some points, and maybe we'll see what they're doing on defense. But everything's just kind of fallen apart for them as the season has gone on. So for me, I'm looking at Ohio State's consistency this week. They're coming off their second bye week of the season, and they they just need to have that mentality of, of being able to continue to dominate teams. And that's hard to do every single week, even for the best teams in college football. It's so hard to sustain just a level of excellence where Ohio State is at right now, where they're basically just beating teams by 40, 45 points every single week. And, and they could do it by even more if they really wanted to. So for me, it's about being able to keep their foot on the gas and being able to continue to dominate. Because when you're coming off of that bye week, there, there's not only that, but 
they've been probably they've been hearing everybody around them tell them how great they are outside of the facility for the last two weeks and now you got the playoff rankings that come out and you're number one and you're playing a team like Maryland you don't really have anything to look forward to next week because you're playing Rutgers so they're at a spot right now where it's it's pretty easy to coast you know, especially for 19, 20, 21-year-old college kids, they could coast through this portion of the schedule and win both these games by 40. My inclination is that Ryan Day is the type of coach, given given some of the things he said this season, that that's not going to happen. They're going to be able to, to dominate, but it's going to be interesting to see at the start of the game how they look. I mean, if they come out a little bit flat, give up a touchdown drive, look like they did against uh, Miami of Ohio early in the season where for those first seven to eight minutes, they just struggle. That'll be telling that like, okay, you know, they've, they're coming off a bye and, and they've just heard a lot of talk. But if they're able to come out and just from the jump, kind of put their foot on Maryland's throat, then I think we, we start to really see that, okay, this, this team's identity is no matter the opponent, no matter who they're playing, where they're playing, it doesn't matter. They're a team on a mission. And I think through the first eight games, they've been able to do that. But now at this point, you got these two games ahead of you that you should be able to win very comfortably. And then you finish with Penn State and Michigan. That's really what I'm looking for is the consistency for all four quarters this week and, and to see how they can continue that and whether they can continue that. Because like I said, it's super hard for a team to be able to just beat conference opponents by 40 points every single week, no matter who they are. So are they going to be able to do it this week? I think so. I have a lot of faith in Brian Day and what we've seen from him this season and how what mentality that this team kind of has that they're just going to be able to go out and from the jump really put it on Maryland beat them by probably around this spread 42 and a half and uh and get into that Rutgers week and then you start thinking about okay we're in the stretch run of the season the other big thing I'm looking out for in this game is just the backups who's playing early how long are they playing this is the type of game where you would hope Justin Fields and that starting offense and everyone on that starting defense isn't out there at the start of the third quarter. I I think given what we know about Ryan Day and what we've seen this season, even if it is a blowout, they'll probably come out for at least one season. I think if, if you have one, not even concern with Ryan Day or issue with him this season, he kinda has left the starters out I think a little bit too long and maybe that's just him getting a feel for that as a head coach. There was there there have been some times where it's felt like they didn't need Justin Fields out there. The Northwestern game was one of those where he took a hit. So the, these next two weeks are very much just like, hey, get get out of the first half with a big lead and get those backups in. And they're just the usual suspects on both sides of the ball. Hopefully we see a lot of Master Teague. I'm still on that Teague 1000 watch. I think over the next two weeks is going to determine how close he gets to that uh, 1000 yard mark. That would just be so cool to see a backup get 1000 yards basically just because the starters are crushing everyone and leaving them no choice but to play those guys. So Master Teague, Marcus Crowley, hope those guys get a lot of carries uh, no matter what they want to do at quarterback. Chris Chuganov has basically been the guy. I think at this point, it's like if he has to play against a high-level team, we just kind of know that the passing game 
is what it's what it's going to be. But to continue to get him out there and give Justin Fields some rest would be great. Everybody along that offensive line, uh, namely Daywan Jones, after what we saw against Northwestern, that was really fun. A lot of people have been talking about him. So to continue to see him and some of those younger offensive linemen get reps so we can see what the future of the program is going to look like up front would be great. And then out wide, really, there's any number of guys you want to see, whether they're young or not, whether it's a Jalen Harris. Jamison Williams is a guy I think all of us want to see more, and it's just too impossible with this rotation to to see a guy like him who's just still so raw be able to break in because they've been really just awesome at receiver so far this season. But seeing a lot of playing time for him and getting to see his skill set, hopefully like eight or nine targets in the second half would be ideal. And he's another one of those guys that's going to benefit from these next two games because you would hope that he gets a lot of reps. And maybe this is the type of game where a player like Jamison Williams or even uh, Jones along the offensive line, maybe they get a couple of first team reps in the first half just to see how they do in those type of situations. I think that would be pretty cool to see those guys get some reps with with the starters just to see how they fare in those sort of situations. So those are the offensive guys I'm looking out for when it comes to the backups and, and watching how long they play. And then defensively, it's any number of people. I mean, there's no reason for this defense to be out on the field late in the game, even if they're trying to to save a shutout or anything. But whether it's along the defensive line or linebacker with Kayvon Pope, a few of those other guys, and then the secondary, Cameron Brown is a player that whenever he's gotten in, at least once or twice on these broadcasts, I know that Joel Klatt has referenced it once, and I know I think it was against the Northwestern game. Whoever did that game, they were talking a lot about Cameron Brown and how they had just heard rave reviews from the coaches about how good he has been and, and how well he's practiced. And it's it's tough, just like receiver, for some of these younger defensive backs to crack this secondary, especially if you're out at corner because you have Damon Arnett there, you have Jeff Okuda there, and you have Sean Wade. So really hard to find playing time there. But every time we've seen Cameron Brown on, on the field, he's made plays and he's been a guy that uh, has been talked about. So hopefully a lot of Cameron Brown the next couple of weeks too to see uh, what his future is like. Outside of that, man, it's just it's really hard to get a lot from this game and, and to completely dig in and come up with ways that Ohio State needs to improve or get better outside of the usual stuff. You know, pass protecting better, Justin Fields having a quicker internal clock, whatever, being able to force turnovers, whatever it may be. I mean, that's stuff that Ohio State just needs to do every single week. But in a game like this, it's just hard to think of things where it's like, oh, if this breaks this way, then we, we could see Ohio State get tested. And it's not like Maryland is completely awful on either side of the ball. They have the 65th ranked uh, SP plus offense, 61st on defense. They're one of the worst special teams groups in the country. They have the 129th ranked SP plus special teams unit, but 
things have just fallen apart for them against high-level teams, whether it's the, the Penn State game where as that first half rolled on, they just kind of got crushed and Penn State's athletes did their thing. K.J. Hamler had a huge game in that one. And then you know Minnesota proved their worth by beating them by 42. And then Michigan, although it was, it was kind of sloppy, which has just been Michigan's M.O., even they beat them 38-7. to So it's hard to see Maryland on either side of the ball posing a huge threat. I, I don't think that they're terrible. They're going to have some success here and there moving the ball. They, they may be able to stop, not stop, but at least control what Ohio State does early on. But I, I think if Ohio State is able to get out to a, a quick 10-0 or a 14-0 lead, then things are probably just going to snowball like we've seen from Maryland pretty much all this season. And I want to see some big plays from Ohio State in this game, if only to cleanse the palate from what we saw last season against Maryland. Like it, it would be really nice for them to generate huge plays, which they did offensively in that game last year, but to do that and then to just kind of shut Maryland down and not let them generate big plays. I think without double checking, they're kind of middle in the pack when it comes to explosiveness, but uh, there's no reason for the defense to play like they did last year against Maryland. So I think it would be a nice uh, a nice feather in the cap for those guys because they remember what happened last year and how much of a disaster that that almost was. I mean, they, they should have lost that game. That, that two-point conversion was wide open. And I can guarantee that they're being told that in, in those film rooms this week by their coaches about you know what that game was last year and that they need to play much better than they did in that game. So hopefully just, you know, for their sake and not just as a as a fan perspective, but just for them, they're able to go out and have a great game defensively and kind of be able to put that one in the past. And then you come into these final three games with everything left on the table, playing at a high level, which is what we've wanted to see from Ohio State the last three years. You know, at, at these times, the past two seasons, they were already fighting for, for their playoff lives. I mean, they were at the point where they were already trying to get sympathy from the committee after after losses. And this season, they've been completely the opposite. They've been able to handle their business, really dominate the bad teams that they've played, and quite honestly, dominate the, the good teams that they've played. So for the next two weeks, they just got to keep their foot on the pedal. The, these are games that they should break away from pretty quickly, but you still got to do it. These are still conference opponents. And as we've seen, college football, anything can happen. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that uh, Maryland's as good as South Carolina when they beat Georgia, but still, we, we've seen crazier things happen. So this team can't get complacent. They got to be able to keep their foot on the gas. And uh, you can't make the playoff in November, but you can damn sure miss the playoff. As we have seen, you can dig yourself a bit of a hole. And Ohio State's in a great place right now. They need to continue to, to keep winning and get into this Penn State, Michigan end of the season healthy, playing their best ball, and continuing to be very consistent in all three phases of the game. So feel pretty good about this one. I think that Ohio State is going to roll. We shouldn't have too much to worry about. There should be a lot of fun things to talk about on the post-game show for this one. Uh, make sure to send any questions or comments over there at Holy Land Pod, and uh, we'll talk about them in that post-game show. But that's honestly pretty much it for today's show. I wanted to keep this one short, not only because I'm running short on time and getting this out late, but also because 
there's just not a lot of meat on the bone for this game. We, we honestly might have a longer episode talking about Rutgers next week, just making fun of them. I mean, we can, by that time, Greg Schiano may be the head coach for Rutgers, so we can really get some mileage out of that game. But for me, th- this one just doesn't have a lot to it. Ohio State should be able to dominate, be able to move to, to 9-0, and and really get ready for the stretch run of their season. That's pretty much it for today's show. Uh, Follow along on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you like the show. It definitely helps, and it helps other people find the show, and it lets us know how we are doing. That feedback is always very beneficial, so leave that there. Also follow along at Holy Land Pod. I am at Dubsco. That's where you can find all of my work, whether it's college football related or not, some good uh, Ohio State banter, whatever it may be, reach me there. And uh, I will talk to you guys on Saturday. I hope you enjoy your weekend. Hope you enjoy what should be a very fun and exciting uh, Ohio State watch this week. A lot of other great college football. So this is the type of weekend where you love playing a team like Maryland because you got LSU, Bama, you got Penn State, Minnesota. So a lot of the other dominoes in college football are going to start to fall. So Ohio State should be in a great place the next couple weeks as we start to gear up for that Penn State and Michigan finale to the season. It's going to be a really fun November and I can't wait to talk with you guys right here on the Hangout in the Holy Land about all of that. But until Saturday, I hope you guys have a good one. My name is Colton Denning. This is the Hangout in the Holy Land and go Bucks.